What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three of Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for more Raptors content, podcast news, or if you just want to talk hoops, please feel free to hit me up on either platform. On January 12th, the Raptors were hosting the Charlotte Hornets once again on the second game of the home and home series. And regardless of competition, that the Raptors still got to go out there and beat whoever is in front of them. And if it's a weaker Charlotte Hornets team, then that's exactly what it is. But as I said in a couple pods ago, this is a winnable game for the Raptors. And in the first game out of the two, the Raptors helped my point. And in the second game, the Raptors had an opportunity to prove my point. And they definitely took advantage of their size and athleticism early. OG absolutely out-muscling. I, I forget who was under the rim. I think it was actually LaMelo to score the two points. And that's pretty much how it all got started for the Raptors. Pascal started to get going. Gary Trent Jr. started the game really hot, opening the game with the three, but later fizzling out as the game went on, especially down the stretch. A very uncharacteristic game from Gary Trent Jr., especially lately. Scotty Barnes was constantly keeping pressure on the defense. He was not settling. He was attacking spaces. But it was scoring by community on the offensive side. On the defensive side, not so much. A couple lapses in transition. Some slow rotations in the half court that led to open three-point shots from the perimeter, especially for LaMelo Ball. But he was pulling up from four feet sometimes five feet away and you know you kind of live and die with the end result but in today's NBA you can't take anything for granted I mean Steph, Dame, even Fred, LaMelo they stretch out the floor they're pulling up from near half court even Luca as well so you can't take anything for granted but the Raptors were daring them to shoot why you would do that not one of my keys I would definitely want to keep my hand in front of the shooters if you're playing the Charlotte Hornets because once they get going, it'll be hard to stop, especially with the lack of shooting that the Raptors have on the opposing end. But they were living with those results, and it seemed like the Raptors were never in panic mode. They always seemed very comfortable. No matter how many times the Charlotte Hornets were able to go on a run, the Raptors always seemed to have an answer and always seemed to come up with a big shot always seemed to come up with a key turnover and that's how the game went on and especially on defense where it was kind of a roller coaster ride they forced 22 turnovers i think in the last game they had over 20 turnovers as well so the raptors were able to generate 26 points off those turnovers the raptors were in control all game long and then when the rotation pieces came in boucher wancho precious Christian Coloco, Malachi, they all gave good minutes, especially Precious Achua, who was very aggressive on the defensive side, and of course, aggressive on the offensive side, leading fast breaks. Again, not going to comment too much on what Precious Achua should be doing. He's our chaos agent, so to speak. That's what he does. He's like a controlled bull that's continuously seeing red all the time but he's getting it done that energy is definitely appreciated on defense that energy is definitely appreciated on offense especially in the open floor where he absolutely has zero fear 
it's creating opportunities and scoring chances for the Raptors and as well it's creating other opportunities for his teammates like Boucher and we're going to talk about individual performances as we normally do later on in the pod but I'm going to fast forward to the fourth quarter where the Raptors led all game long and the largest lead was 18 but the Charlotte Hornets brought it within five or six I believe and I can't say enough the super efficient game that Pascal Siakam had. He virtually had his way with the Hornets throughout this home-and-home series, but more so tonight. And in the midst of the Hornets run, who hits a big mid-range shot? Pascal Siakam. And as the Raptors forced the Hornets to timeout, down the stretch, the Raptors were forcing the Hornets, or the Hornets were settling for very difficult three-point shots, and it led to other opportunities on the opposite end for the Raptors, and none other than Fred Van Vliet off the Pascal double team. Freddie left wide open in the corner to hit a big three like he normally does, giving reassurance to the Raptors' lead, and that's exactly how the game went down. The Raptors didn't play great defense overall in the game, but when it mattered most and in crunch time, you can call it situational defense, the Raptors did what they had to do. They were able to get away with some loose defense in the early parts of the game, but really clamped down towards the end and forcing the Hornets into difficult scoring chances. And while they did capitalize on some of the long rebounds, the Raptors were able to clutch it down the end with free throws from Gary Trent Jr. And in my opinion, that was the only time that the Hornets were really threatening. And even though they went on numerous runs throughout the game, like I said, the Raptors just never seemed overly concerned. They've shown a lot of poise in these last couple of games with these late fourth quarter runs from the opposing teams. And they find ways to win. And that's exactly what you want to see from the Raptors right now. Find ways to win. And they definitely accomplished that tonight with a 124-114 victory over the Charlotte Hornets taking the home and home series and boosting the win streak to three games for the first time this season things are looking a little bit more positive in comparison to a couple of weeks ago but a win is a win no matter how you get it the Hornets shot 41 for 77 from the field giving them 53 percent 13 for 33 from three at 39 percent and 19 for 27 from the free throw line at 70 percent the Raptors shot 43 for 83 from the field at just around 52%, 10 for 28 from 3 at 36%, and 28 for 36 from the free throw line at 78%. The free throws continue to be consistent and continue to be an important highlight this season as it was a struggle in the early parts of the season, but they are cashing in those opportunities and it's reflecting in the box score, especially when these teams go on these late quarter runs, you have something to rely on. And they had a nine free throw advantage over the Hornets tonight. The rebounding, on the other hand, not so much 42 to 32 in favor of the Charlotte Hornets, but the ball movement 
has been an issue for the Raptors this season. And I don't talk about it enough, but over the last couple of games, they've been distributing the ball and everybody is scoring. And that's exactly what you want to see. Take advantage of what the defense is giving you. Look for the open man. And I know that's something that Scotty Barnes has been criticized on, that he's always looking to create those other opportunities instead of looking it for himself. But You can't argue with the end result, especially when they're winning games. So 30 to 27 in favor of the Raptors. 15 steals tonight. Like I said, the defense has been a roller coaster throughout the entire series. And there's always a trade-off. It's either the individual defense has been good and the transition defense suffers or vice versa. There was definitely moments. But the individual defense, while it hasn't been perfect, it's been disruptive. 15 steals to the Hornets. Six again. The total turnovers, 22 to the Raptors, 9. Points off turnovers for the Raptors, 26 to the Hornets, 10. Fast break points were a wash at 14 apiece. And points in the paint, 62 to 50 in favor of the Raptors. And and that's to be expected with the free throw opportunities that has been generated somewhere in ones. And the ability to get on the transition as often as they did. But let's look at the starters tonight. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, and Gary Trent Jr. Nice to see that none of the starters went over 40 minutes tonight. Pascal, OG, and Gary Trent Jr. were in the higher 30s. Nice to see that those minutes have gone down a little bit, still a little bit high. But again, the bench is able to give productive minutes. And you'll live with the minutes that you've you've been seeing lately. So... Not going to complain about that, but Pascal tonight, 35 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 block. Very efficient tonight. 11 for 13 from the field, 3 for 3 from 3, and 10 for 12 from the free throw line. He's an all-star. He should be all-NBA once again. Even if he's not a starter, he needs to be coming off the bench. I think it'll be an absolute travesty if Pascal is not an all-star and to everybody listening if you haven't done so please go out and vote for Pascal I believe on January 13th it is triple the vote there is no reason why Pascal should be behind Jimmy Butler respectfully Pascal is just having a better season and I know the fans are in control of the votes but definitely need to do our part not much to take away from this game Pascal had his way with the Hornets. The Hornets had no answer, hence the 35 points. OG Ananobi, rough night offensively tonight, but again, he was making his threes, and it's something that has been a struggle. So if that's the trade-off, if he's not going to be efficient, but he's still breaking double digits and hitting threes and playing great defense, you'll kind of live with it. And I truly feel this is where OG is supposed to be as a player. He should be hovering between the 15 to 20 point mark. And if he's hitting 15 minimum and hitting his threes, again, you'll take that any day of the week. But 15 points, four rebounds, four assists, Four steals, one block, six for 15 from the field, three for eight from three. No attempts at the free throw line. If I had to choose something, creating more free throw opportunities for him would be beneficial, not only for the Raptors, but for his game as well. But again, when he was driving in the paint, going downhill, little to no resistance. We know what the foul calls are like, but working within the offense and taking what the defense was giving him. So not going to be overly critical about OG's game. Scotty Barnes, 21 points, seven rebounds. Nine assists, two blocks, almost a triple-double. Efficient game from Scotty. 8 for 14 from the field and 5 for 6 from the free throw line. He was very aggressive. And I know that it's been inconsistent with his level of play. But when he's locked in, 
this is the end result. Hasn't been perfect on defense, but as a secondary defender, has been great. He always has the ability to get on the glass. Had two offensive rebounds. He had a nice dunk off of one of those offensive rebounds over Mason Plumlee, and I believe he dunked on Jaden McDaniels. Scotty is just posterizing people when he's in a groove. And that's exactly what he can do every single night. He's going downhill. He has that little hook shot, that little flip shot in the paint. He's taking those bid ranges. He can do that every single night. And I love that he's attacking the space this game. And you want him to attack the space every game. Similar to Russell Westbrook, people dare him to shoot. He just takes the space away. And while Scotty isn't as fast as Westbrook, he definitely has the athleticism. He has the length to do so and get the similar success like a Westbrook by getting to the free throw line. And he, he was able to do so tonight, going five for six, especially when he's going downhill. Great game from Scotty. You just need it to be more consistent. And I will say he's looking more energized. He's looking like he's having fun again. And he looks focused. And I definitely like what I'm seeing from him lately. Fred VanVleet, not a huge game offensively. He definitely took a backseat this game, but he was aggressive. He kept pressure on the defense. He was playmaking. And you'll take that. And shout out to my boy, Samson Folk, who put out a stat that six out of the eight assists for Fred VanVleet led to dunking opportunities. And it was Pascal. It was Coloco. Take your pick. Fred VanVleet was dropping dimes tonight. 11 points, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals, four for eight. From the field and one for two from three two for two from the free throw line hit a big three down the stretch when we needed it and i'm not gonna complain there's nothing to complain about fred van vliet went out there he did his job he helped his team secure a dub especially towards the end of the game and he was looking for his teammates he was just working himself within the offense and that's what you want from a leader knowing when to take over and knowing when to defer and the team was better for it tonight. Just an efficient game from Freddie. And Gary Trent Jr., one of his worst shooting performances in recent memory, but timely when we need it, especially down the stretch, hitting clutch free throws. 19 points tonight, two rebounds, one assist, two steals, six for 19 from the field, two for 11 from three, but five for five from the free throw line. Again, finding ways to be impactful when he's not really clicking offensively. And being huge in the clutch when we need it. The one thing that I will comment on Gary Trent Jr.'s game tonight was he missed a lot of open shots. And we've seen him catch those shots, so it was very uncharacteristic, as I've said. But again, your five starters cracking double figures, something that they did all season long last season. It was nice to see once again tonight. As for the bench, Chris Boucher... 10 minutes tonight, 5 points, 1 rebound, 2 for 3 from the field, and 1 for 3 from the free throw line. Again, his energy, his presence has definitely been better the last couple of games. I believe he had a putback dunk off of his one offensive rebound. He's been competing on the defensive side. You would like for him to be a little bit more aggressive on offense, but again, with the defense, with his presence, and taking what the defense is giving him you will live with the end results Juancho Hernan Gomez tonight did a little bit of everything continues to be stellar on defense 
was able to get to the free throw line three times tonight, going three for three. I don't think I've seen that from him this season. Five points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one for one from the field in 12 minutes of play. No threes tonight, but efficient in other areas. Continues to be a solid role player when he gets the opportunity. Pressure Sichua, like I alluded to earlier. Good game tonight. Kept pressure on the defense, whether he had the ball or not. 10 points, 2 rebounds, 5 steals. Like, he was locked in. He looked like OG with dreads tonight. And that's exactly what he brings. He brings that energy. He brings that ferociousness on both sides. Yes, it's a little bit chaotic, but you can live with the end results. You just wish us a little bit. He'll pick his opportunities rather than hunting them down every single time. There are other opportunities where he can slow the game down. But in a game where the team is not a very good team defensively, you'll live with that. But he continues to work himself into the lineup, was able to get 18 minutes, and he looks healthy again. So that's awesome to see. Christian Coloco tonight, only six minutes, three points, one rebound, one for two from the field, and one for two from the free throw line. He's been a presence over the last few games. He's been playing his role. He's doing what he's asked, and he looks a lot more confident than he has a month ago. And there's going to be ups and downs with a rookie, but you feel more comfortable with Coloco in the lineup, and especially in these short bursts. So he continues to trend in the right direction, and Malachi... 14 minutes tonight, no points, only one shot attempt from three, but three assists and a steal. He does his part in keeping the defense honest, trying to create for his teammates. You want him to look for a shot. The confidence isn't really there, and he's definitely struggling, but continues to be serviceable off the bench. That's exactly what you want from your role player. So hopefully he'll get it going offensively. You could definitely benefit from more offense coming off the bench. The Raptors needed this win tonight. They dropped the first two at home. They won the last three, hence the three-game winning streak. And they'll have an opportunity to go for four against the Atlanta Hawks on January 14th with a 7.30 tip-off on the last game of their six-game homestand. The last time the Raptors lost, they lost off of a buzzer-beater layup by A.J. Griffin. And the Raptors-Hawks games have been more entertaining, but... It's always either a blowout or a buzzer beater of some sort or a last minute shot or a last minute go ahead shot. That's pretty much how it goes down. But I expect much of the same. The Hawks have been a bit of a letdown from a Hawks perspective. But in terms of the keys to victory for the Raptors, I think it's very similar to the Hornets. Take care of the basketball. You definitely have to get back on defense and transition the hawks love to play up tempo like to get out into the open court so the raptors are definitely gonna have to be on their toes and rebounding 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 clint capella is a force john collins is normally a good rebounder when he decides to but similar to the raptors is rebounding from community they have the athletes to do so so the raptors will definitely need all hands on deck if they're going to have any opportunity to beat the Hawks. But I think 
this was a good blueprint for the Raptors over the last two games dealing with the Hornets. They run a two-point guard set or two-small guard set. I know LaMelo's not that small, but two-point guards and Scary Terry and Mellow Ball. They didn't have to double-team LaMelo and they didn't have to double-team Terry Rozier, so I definitely feel that they wouldn't have to double-team Trey Young and they don't have to double-team DeJounte Murray. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a four-game winning streak come Saturday night. And that's it for me. Thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. I told you to hang in there. The Raptors rewarded us with a three-game winning streak. It's nice to see things clicking. It's nice to see the bench get the opportunity to show their worth. And also great to see that our starters are able to get some well-deserved rest after carrying a lot of the workload for most of the season and still be an efficient part of our offense. It's just awesome to see right now and not going to get overly excited. There's still a lot of work to be done. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. And until the next episode, everyone, please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace.